Hello and welcome along to the Family and Friends podcast. My name is Maxi. I'm one of the producers here at Family Creative and this is our new weekly podcast. Each week we plan to introduce you to some of the guys that we work with quite regularly and some people that we haven't even worked with at all yet. Our guest this week is Josh Cohen from North East London. We've managed to pull him away from the golf course for a few hours to come and talk to us about his personal journey into the industry, being a one-man band, but also developing your style in an individual sense, and how to market yourself once you've got that style and you're beginning to get a bit of recognition. I really hope you enjoy this episode of Family and Friends with director Josh Cohen. So it's your first time on the podcast, Josh. Mm. Yeah, so on Family and Friends, we basically talk about our personal histories in the industry, film industry, how you kind of got in, what's your, your your story, what kind of work you've been doing. So we'll pick up sort of just, yeah, as a bit of a hello and your personal history. Like, what's, what's your story, mate? You, are you from London? Yeah, from yeah. London, yeah. Went to school in Edmonton, North London. Yeah. Um, I lived sort of on the outskirts, northeast, um, yeah, but I've been I've been about for a while. I went to uni in Leeds. What to a study waste film. of time! Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I studied television production. Oh, right. wow. I, it's really annoying. So I've always known I wanted to be a director. Always, always made videos as a kid. Always creative. Always, you know, shot things, skateboarding, whatever yeah. it was, and editing. You know, do it doing the whole kind of like filmmaking thing from A to Z with a little with a little camera from day one. But what I didn't realize is that the course I signed up to at Leeds was TV production. It's very different. It's very fucking different. Like, I didn't quite realise what I was signing up to and I got there and then it's like I'm learning how to fucking shoot like this morning. <laughs> yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like studio shit. Studio television mixing shit. I'm like, yeah, oh, this mixing, is live dead. Direction. This is so dead. PAs. Yeah. Yeah, man. And like some of the regrettable things that I didn't do at uni that I probably could have. I think like for me... It was a bit of a shock to the system switching from school to uni. Like school, they, I was going to say mother you. They don't mother you, but they, you're very much like one of their pupils kind and they- take you by the hand. Yeah, you get taken yeah, by the hand. Yeah, but yeah. we had a, we had an amazing media, uh, media department and amazing media teacher. And obviously I loved it. Like, you know, we, 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 we edited on like Adobe Premiere Pro as I still do now. And like we made films. You know, each project was making a film, whether it was an advert, whether it was like a little trailer to a film. It was really like hands on and fun. And when you get to uni, the difference between suddenly being in like a lecture theatre mm. where, mate, I genuinely think like the, the, the lecturers didn't know my name, probably really? didn't know my name throughout. It's, which is You were there for three years. I was there for three years. But do you know what I mean? It was a very different, like, I think to you extract... You didn't feel like they were investing in you. They're not, yeah. You, you, to extract the most out of uni, you need to really put yourself in the mix so there were things like, I think there was like a lead student like TV station where you could like make films. There was stuff there. There was cameras there. But I didn't, I never really understood like what the, how close to like in inverted commas professional, like the camera stuff was. It was stuff like Sony Z1s and random shit like that. Yeah. And I just wasn't really sure like what was going on. I just pretty much spent my, my three years drinking and not really doing much and just being away from home, which obviously yeah. is a, is a, is a, is an experience in itself in terms of like building my character. But yeah, generally work wise, I, I probably could have done but, without but it. But you stayed the whole time. I did stay the whole time. Yeah. I ended up getting a two one mm. somehow scraped it. Decent. But uh, yeah, it's just the essays and shit just felt so irrelevant. I can't imagine what it must be like trying to write an essay on television production. Bruv, it was I <laughs> honestly, I can't even remember like what the essays were about. I think like there was only, are they called modules? I think there was a couple modules I enjoyed. One of them was script writing. 
Um, and something that I haven't even really picked up on since. I did write a little short quite recently, which has gone nowhere, but I've written it. Um, but since then, but yeah, I haven't written any script or anything. And most of the, most of the modules were like, not that creative. No. And that's really where I wanted to be, like in a creative space. And I think like, as I say, a lot of it was like, learning how to shoot on the broadcast camera in the studio. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And like, I was just wasn't on that. It's a bit basic. Yeah, yeah. now my background's in um, television, actually. I used mm. to work at Sky. Oh, really? Sky Sports for yeah. seven years, doing all the rugby. So oh, sick. Every weekend I was doing live broadcasts. Really? And some of the magazine shows Yeah. Um, down in the studios in, yeah, yeah. in West London. Yeah, sick. But it's a world of difference. It's now. very different. But on paper, you look at it and it's like, okay, so you're filming things. Yeah. You're, you're doing it live. Fair enough. That's kind of different to what we do now. Yeah. But in terms of actual kind of day to day, I find two different worlds. It's man. very, too, yeah, because I think like that sort of stuff is very regimented, um, very technical, very technical, a, a, a very structured. This is the process. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, how yeah, it yeah, works. Yeah. This yeah. is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like with me, if I can't dig my teeth into something creatively, from concept through to the end result, I just think I'm not really about it. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, I want to make what I want to make. And like, I don't really want to be the man behind like a broadcast camera, like getting told, nah. cut to camera free or whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's just not really, it's not really what I yeah. thought that course was necessarily going to be. So what happened when you left uni? So I think the, my, my, the one thing that I did pick up there was my own camera. I've always had a camera, but I started shooting photos Obviously, I said, like, you know, spent three years drinking. I was very much out in the clubs drinking. But um, <laughs> I had my camera with me and I, was, I started snapping the classic club night snaps. You know, yeah, you know, yeah. the ones that... So I started, that's weirdly, that's kind of where my journey into, I guess, like, getting any sort of, like, paid thing it, that loosely related to what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like I've worked at Waitrose and shit like that, but like, mm. you know what I mean? Like it was completely irrelevant. Um, it's the first thing you kind of had that you thought. I was like, I mean, I enjoy this and I'm getting paid. I was getting paid fuck all, but like. See potential. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, oh, cool. I want, so I was taking something pictures. Something creative. Yeah, it was something creative. Exactly. And like, I think with the club night pictures, a lot of like, at the time, I think I was quite lucky at the time because like the 5D had become like very relevant in terms of like, stills but also video as I say like I never ever set out to be a photographer definitely I've always wanted to be a director but at least felt like I was doing something that I enjoyed it was vaguely sort of linked to to some yeah. sort of creative visual thing and yeah I, I ended up being quite good like when I got I was doing as I said I was starting Leeds but when I got back to London I'd go out and take my camera and very quickly like the clubs would be like oh your pictures are sick and you can't work for us so I was probably spent like a year once I got back to London of Going out, probably getting paid like 50 quid a night yeah, or whatever, cash in hand type thing. And yeah. This is where a lot of people have started actually. Yeah, because it, you just, it just basically put me on the right track of, okay, I, so as I say, I was working at Waitrose. Mate, I had an epiphany when I was working at Waitrose. I had like two, I had two club night gigs with my camera and I was stacking milk at Waitrose and I, and I was having this conversation with like one of my employees and it was kind of like this, bless her like nice woman but it's like middle-aged women and I was like is this is this me like is this where I'm gonna end yeah. up like just chatting to these women stacking milk I was like you know what if I don't quit now I'm never gonna push forward so I was like fuck it I know I can make like I think I had like two two gigs a week I was like Do you know what I'm just gonna roll on and try and try and just push on with that a bit yeah um, were you still living at home at the time 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. my, well, my dad had a flat, um, and I was sort of renting off it. He was like, "You can, you can rent, you can pay me rent to live in the flat, um, but you need to get a job." And that's why, I, that's why I did get that job at Waitrose. Okay, um, but I, I think that those kind of jobs they are really a sort of good for you in a lot of ways because I've I've had a couple of jobs which were like pretty hardcore in terms of manual labour not getting mm. paid much really and it's just it does drive you and, oh, and it drove you do, me to quit it, it drove me to quit do you know what I mean yeah, like it yeah. drove me in that like I was like I definitely can't spend my life doing this exactly I need to move on quit yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah, I just, it just wasn't me, but it, I did it and it made me realise I can't live this life. No. Like, I need to be able to go out, create, do something that I enjoy. Um, yeah, so obviously that was the that was the sort of moment I was like, I'm not doing this no more. Stack mm. that last fucking semi-skim milk <laughs> and says to the boss, mate. Bounced. Yeah, we out. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. So you had like a couple of photo gigs on. Yeah, photo gigs and on. what did they like? So of- this is this is the this is the, the, the change. Yeah. I was like, right, I've got this 5D or whatever. Like I was like to one of the promoters, I was like, right, I'm going to make you a video. Um, instead, well, I was going to do photos, but I'm, I'm going to make you a video as well. I made this video. It was like one of the first like, club night yeah, vids yeah? Yeah, yeah but mate it was sick like it was actually really good like big energy it was big of, energy yeah, yeah. like really creative like i put like gopros in cups and had people like pov like drinking <laughs> out of them sick. and stuff like that and there was like little cuts of sound design like it'd cut and then it would be like someone like doing a wee in the toilet and then it cut back into the dr- you know what i mean just like <laughs> yeah, random sure. like random sort of like well, they stuff. must have been quite taken aback like, they were they were like this is sick mate yeah. like this is really cool um, if you're not expecting that kind of thing yeah um, and they were like banging and then and then I and then it's like I went from like earning like fifty quid to sort of like hundred quid or something you know like two hundred quid yeah, yeah, yeah. for these videos um, and then that started to get notice from because obviously like in that in that club night world is like DJs and musicians and once they I think because of obviously social media stuff was on such a rise mm. and they realized that promotion is actually really important. Yeah. Um, and these videos could p- promote one, their club nights, or if you're a DJ, it promotes them. So I ended up going on tour with Mr. Jam. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. Big up Mr. Mm. Jam. Um, <laughs> went to, I followed, like basically we did like a summer tour with him. So I did, I did festivals. Where'd you go? Uh, which is where I met Dave and Andy. No. I swear down. Doing, I was with Mr. Jam, Isla White, Isla White Festival. Fuck they yeah. were there doing the Isla White Festival video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And I was doing Mr. Jam's video. Oh, my God. Because so, so actually... he, he, he had a stage there, so I was doing his stage. Um, and they were doing the main video, which is where I met them. Which is where I met them first time around. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that. And then what that, year was that? When was that? Mate, that must have been... When was that? Shit. So if, if the boys were still doing festivals, so it must have been 20, a while Let me think... What, what, 18, 21, must have been like 20, must have been like 20, uh, 2012, 2013. Okay. Maybe. What's the date now? Yeah, 20, 2020 now. Maybe, 20, maybe even 2014, yeah. 2013, 2013, 2014. That, that would line up, yeah, because yeah. I, I started working for them around that time. Yeah, I reckon well, maybe 2013 then. Maybe. As a freelancer, because I did uh, Outlook Festival and a mm. couple of other ones out in Croatia. Yeah. yeah. That was my first gig with the guys. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. would have been around that time. Oh, sick. Nice, mate. Yeah, so that's, that's how it started. And then I guess like with that, because um, with most music festivals and stuff, there's always brands attached. Yep. And with brands comes agencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agencies was like seeing these videos, knowing they were quite good. And again, it's just hitting that wave of like the content wave where every brand 
needs content mm-hmm. on all these social platforms and they want to that promote. new kind of fresh vibe yeah yeah well. yeah and it's and, and like i hate to like tarnish myself it's actually out of order to all videographers out there but i don't ever 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 i never ever set out to be a videographer but it just so happened that i'd ca- i kind of like caught that wave of being quite a good videographer yeah and i was making stuff that was kind of a cut above the rest in terms of people were seeing it and not quite realizing that it was just a one-man band so actually when i got picked up by by ob who rep me like it was on a level where they felt comfortable in repping me because those videos were kind of at a level where i mean some of them are better than stuff where people crew up yeah and and, and hit things with full production Mm. um but i bought i invested in a red and shit like that so that was kind of the change for me i'm kind of jumping ahead but yeah that's all right mate so that what so you you got signed then for, so, the back of these so what videos. happened was, yeah. So then I started doing brand work. Um, so working with um, a wicked, wicked agency, Nerds, who are based in East London, um, who I still work with to this day. Urban Nerds, or just Nerds? Yeah, well, they're called Nerds. They're called Nerds now. They've sort of rebranded. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, they're up in Dalston, right? Uh, I think they're just on the just in Shoreditch. Oh, okay. Um, but they're wicked, and they they sort of like recognised that I I could do some like quite cool things with brand work. So pushing away from music and more into sort of like um, doc doc kind of stuff, but with brands, mm-hmm. sort of like branded content. Um, what was your then, first like big job? I did something with them with Puma, um, yeah. which was the release of these like Puma and Bape, like collaboration. Bape, quite I haven't heard that yeah, in a while. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, it was quite sick. Um, and we did, uh, I shot it with like an FS7. That was like me stepping up from the 5D. Um and did some quite cool stuff with some some music collectives, and and it was like a re- release of like these these this like new line, mm-hmm. um, which was cool. It was kind of like a fashion film, I guess, but it also had like a documentary edge in terms of like the collective did like a voiceover on it, so it felt kind of like commercial ish. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's just that was just another stepping stone. And then when I'd sort of saved enough money, I bought myself a red, and that was really where suddenly something it it gave me a lot more production value. Yeah. In terms of like that whole one man band like videography thing, it probably gave you quite a lot of confidence as well. Conf- yeah, imagine, man, because yeah. it's like I had the red, I got a movi. Suddenly, like I'm I'm smashing about on my rollerblades with like a red and a movi, like achieving like quite dynamic like camera moves and stuff. Where ordinarily you'd need like big rigs and and things to get that kind of look. You know, you rent you rent a set of like cowl lenses for like 400 quid or whatever mm. and you've got suddenly vintage anamorphic lenses on a red on a movie on a kid with rollerblades <laughs> it's like fuck some of this stuff's quite cool and I think like it's shit like that when I started doing like brand stuff where I was like right now what I'm doing here because I'm directing I'm shooting I'm editing but it's another step in the right direction of building up my reel in order to push into being a director Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people and even my, I myself have always like questioned like how do you become a director like what is the route and I think there's no set route like no, if you want to be if you want to be a first AD there's kind of a route you can go in and be a runner and then you'd be you know a second and then a first and the same with kind of like a DOP to some extent you can go in and be a second AC or a loader and then you're first and then you can go DOP or or same with lighting you know you're a spark a tra- trainee a spark and then a gaffer I think with directing there's no set route. Some people go to film school. Some people just make documentaries. Some people are, come from my background where it's kind of like, you know, videographer vibes or, you know, mm. shooting their own stuff and then building up. Yeah. Um, but there's no set route, but it just so happens that this, this was the route that I kind of, I kind of took. Um, 
and yeah, and then and then eventually when the bigger budget started coming, it's like, oh, sick, I can work with a DP now. <laughs> uh, and then you realise how much value that really gives you. Was it quite strange, um, that transition of as the bigger budget came in? Because you're a one-man band, you operate all your own cameras, you operate, you, you're on your rollerblades sometimes. <laughs> I've, I've seen it firsthand. Was it weird then kind of being like, okay, now I'm going to kind of bring someone in and we're going to work together a little bit because you had been solo for... How many years were you solo? Uh, I was probably solo for like two, three years. Okay. Two, three years. So it's actually not that long, really. When you no, think not that it. long. I think like I was... Obviously myself, I was super keen to push, push, push. Every project I was doing, it was like... I, would, I was taking hit on, hits on these lenses and stuff. Like they'd say, oh, we, we can give you a grand or whatever. And I'd spend 400 of it on the lenses mm. because at that point it wasn't so much about like making money it was about pushing myself getting your rep up getting that getting the reel going pushing 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 even even to this day i'm still trying to push budgets as far as i physically can Hmm. like do you know what i mean if a 10 grand budget comes in i'm trying to make it look 100 grand of course i think it's the same with anything if you have a million if you have a million pound budget you're going to try and make it look 10 million right like it's (laughs) it's kind of normal but i am very much like always trying to strive and push and yeah, just just up the levels as much as I can. So yeah, suddenly working with a DP, I felt like I, it, it definitely was that. It was weird though. Like suddenly it's like someone else is on the camera, yeah. And I was almost like felt a bit fidgety, just like <laughs> like looking at the monitor, like oh can we? Ju-? It's quite difficult to like suddenly start verbalizing exactly what you want and working with with wider people. But you know you you slot into it, and I think like obviously the more the more that happened, you know, it it was like wow, this is really like raising what I'm doing um, and this is exactly what I want to be doing this is where I want to be um, and so the more I could crew up the better it's like some jobs as I've shot with you boys like me and Andy might roll out Yeah, he DPs it we have an assistant I'll direct and actually we can get some quite cool stuff but I think there's a difference in terms of like getting some wicked content which I think you know we absolutely can smash yeah. left right and centre and becoming you know, one of the biggest commercial directors in the world, which is exactly where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, nowhere near yet, but I think mm-hmm. like, you know, it's a journey, and hopefully that I'm on, I'm on, I'm on trajectory. Amazing, mate. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely say you are, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Working yeah, the way there. Yeah. Um, so, what's um, what's kind of been happening recently in terms of uh, the career and stuff? Um, your, your workload. And- I guess like it would be odd to mention, to, well, to not mention COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... What was the situation before, Jiren and... Oh, uh, mate, do you know what? It was such a shame. I I felt like I was on an absolute upward spiral, man, before before um, before COVID. I had, like, some really exciting projects. Um, and I was like, this is it, mate. This is the, this is the change. We're going to level up. And I had this really, really cool project on um, with Adidas. And it was, like, going to be this... I had, like, 12 scenes locked in. And we we started shooting. Um, we were out in Madrid, and we started shooting. And this was COVID was around, but there were, there was no lockdowns or anything like that at this point. But yeah. I think Italy, while we were out there, had locked started a lockdown. And I was like, wow, like this is this is pretty serious. Like you know, for a country to suddenly lock down, I was like, wow, this is kind of mad. Um, and we were out there shooting, and I think we we were out there for like four days prepping and wrecking and stuff. And then we got to our first shoot day. And it was on our second morning of shooting. Suddenly they were like, nah, can't shoot anymore. We're, we're, we're shutting down the shoot. Madrid's about to go into lockdown. No way. And I was like, oh shit. Fucking hell. Wow. Did you get out? 
mate, we got out. Just I was pranging. I was like, shit, I'm going to be stuck here for a while. Like we were looking at flights and flights and we were meant to be flying out like the next day. And we were, I think we were trying to push our flight forward to that evening. And mate, you could just see flights were getting cancelled. And I was like, oh shit, this is not good. Um, but yeah, we, we got out, but obviously like the project got kind of cut short. I think Has we it only, been postponed or has it been? Well, it was initially postponed, but now it's kind of, we've had to work with what we shot which yeah. is really upsetting because mm. like mate honestly it was going to be so good yeah. it was going to be so good man I think we ended up shooting like three scenes of like the 12 plan and stuff but I think a lot of people were in the same boat a lot of people were like either like had started projects and had to wrap early mm. and try and make something of what they'd shot or they had project projects planned which then took a diversion and had to create some sort of like zoom call creative make it like work. Yeah, yeah 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 which I think everyone suffered from but which is never that fun. It's not fun. And no. I, I almost like, I was kind of gutted. I think like a lot of the creative briefs and stuff coming in were very like COVID focused, mm. um, understandably. But I was almost like the work that I set out to make and the work that I've always wanted to make hasn't necessarily, hasn't, I don't, basically it's like, I don't want to make an ad about COVID. No. Do you know what I mean? Like I want, I want to make an ad that's amazing and blah 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 that focus on like I say in inverted commas normal life like, you know there's this kind of like whole new new normal yeah, <laughs> um, sure. but um, yeah and I was like oh this sucks like fuck COVID so man when was this this must have been in so, lo- so basically what, I got they back they locked down in February right I, so I got back and I, I I basically isolated because there was rumours that like one of the like someone had had it feeling a bit sick no no I think someone like had it that some that had been somewhere we'd been or something like I felt fine I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna isolate anyway Uh, because I didn't know it was quite early doors I hadn't done loads of research on what it actually was so I was on my way back and I was like to the family I was like do you know what let's just play this smart why don't you guys head off to your mums I said this to Lil take the kids to your mums I'll chill for a week at home and let's just let's just sure play it by right. ear yeah, yeah. yeah make sure because I just didn't, I didn't anything back. yeah and I just didn't really know what the protocol was as such no um, that's the safest way to do I mean, it I just thought like, you're you know very what? sensible in doing that I just thought do you know what let's just play this safe because if you come back and you're giving it to Lil yeah and just she like, goes to see oh, exactly. other family yeah, and then exactly, it literally yeah. just spreads like I was that. just like just get you, you take the kids chill there um, and, and you got we'll quite work. a week at home by Mate, yourself. I was buzzing <laughs> I was buzzing I was lying in it was fucking delightful um, but yeah then eventually and then eventually kind of like our lockdown started to happen you know the family came back and I really do you know what I actually really enjoyed lockdown like yeah, um, right. it was good like yeah. the first the first month I would say was really enjoyable because you like as I say like I was on this Role of like loads of projects and loads going on. My head was like all over the place, which I enjoy. I like I like being in the thick of it. But actually, once it all dissipated and disappeared, I was I kind like, of remember what calm is like. I was like, this is relaxing, yeah. and you kind of figured out like what the important things in life are yeah. a little bit. I think it gave everyone a bit of um, what's the word? It's a bit of a reality check. Bit of like, like yeah, what, what's it called? Things really Intuition, matter. just like just realising what's important in life. Yeah, just a bit of an opportunity to sort of reprioritise yeah, certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like at times in life where I've been quiet and not working, mm. I've been super stressed because it's like, fuck, I need to, I need gonna, to be yeah. working, I need to be bringing something in, I need to be doing something. But this, no one could work. In terms of keeping yourself busy and keeping your skills sharp, have you have you been in quite a lot? Have you been like trying to do treatments? Have you been trying uh, to learn new skills? I 
initially I was like, yes, productive time. Let's do something productive. Let's work on, let's get the website up and looking fresh. Let's, let's get some treatments going. Let's get some ideas going. I didn't fucking none of that. I did none of that, mate. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, I was really keen to, and I just didn't. I just, I couldn't quite muscle up the energy to like do something productive. I was doing things that were creative that I was enjoying and finding fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't really doing anything that like, like in a, in a way, it's like I could have spent two months of thinking of shitloads of music video ideas. Yeah. Like, I should have done that. I didn't really do that. You know what I mean? Like, I should have done that. It, it, it felt like work. It felt yeah. like work. And I didn't... It's like, I was doing things that I was enjoying, like fucking about in the garden with the kids and... Do you know what I mean? And like making fun little videos that I just knew would have like interaction on socials. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the hosting I knew would pop off and like, I enjoyed <laughs> doing it. It was like a funny thing. And like my girlfriend was like filming me make it and like making fun of me and stuff because I was like, really, I was I was like on this chair like falling over and stuff. And um, yeah, I ended up posting like the little behind the scenes thing, and everyone was like, that was that was better than your actual video. <laughs> yeah. yeah, classic. Yeah, but it's good just to just to mess around and just have a bit of fun and yeah, just spend time with the family. And for those who don't know, Josh is an avid golfer. Uh, right. Well, have you been playing quite well, a lot of golf? Yeah, yeah. And the so, court, I guess it's. So the course it's is quite the first a spacious thing. sport, really, right. isn't it? It's so COVID friendly. Yeah. Like, so there was like two months where they weren't open and then they were the first thing to open back up. And I was like, well, family, it's been a pleasure. It's, I've really enjoyed lockdown with you, but the golf course is back open now. So uh, I'll see you in a few weeks. Um, no, nah, man. So as soon as they opened, I was obviously like, mate, the, you couldn't get a tea time. You could not get a tea time because no one was working. Everyone was furloughed. Everyone was working from home. Yeah. The golf courses opened back up, mate. They were ramo. It was so hard to get a tea time, but yeah, I was out. I was out there definitely, man. I had had a good few rounds um, while I was still quiet. I was like, what? I, I said, I was saying to people, in an ideal world, the golf courses would open for a month and then I'd go back to work. Yeah. Which is kind of what happened. Like I did pr- pr- probably have <laughs> like another month of like chilling, playing a bit of golf. Um, spending time with the kids and stuff and then yeah suddenly briefs started coming in but the, my first project back was one that had been post, postponed from before was Puma Golf there you go so it couldn't have been any better couldn't yeah. have been any better it was like in terms of like COVID friendly shoots couldn't have been better man outdoors all day stripped back crew didn't need loads of people um, simple perfect yeah so it was good it was a good it was a good like warming back into it mm-hmm. um, since then like, I've been quite busy yeah so but, um, talk to us about your sort of uh, more recent work what, what are you working on now what have you just finished so uh, what have I been doing so I've had last two weeks have been pretty mad I had two I had a a TVC um, a piece of content that's ended up potentially being a TVC and some like some fashion film stuff but I've had like two weeks sort of just swept off my feet. Um, and now I'm kind of back in the edit, okay. uh, which is good. Just like, yeah, I quite, I enjoy editing. Like I, it's one of the things like I like doing with my own work. Mm. Um, the most I'd extract from someone else edit editing mm. is for them to do their edit, their eyes on it, their vision of what they see it as and show that to me and me to go, wow, that's actually really cool. Yeah. That's re- I didn't think of it that way. So you know, you- that's better than me sitting next to them while they're trying to fiddle about. Of course. And me just going, oh, maybe not that bit. Would your advice to a young director be to try and learn how to edit themselves in order to kind my, of... My, my advice would be personally, yeah. I think for me, understanding how things cut together, 
understanding how that final film comes about is so, so important. Um, and I think most directors do generally understand the edit, but I think being able to edit and having that experience mm. will give you a lot of um, value in terms of in, in terms of on the day production. Mm. So like, for example, you might be doing a shot and then you've got, a, you've got this idea for another shot, but actually those shots might be a bit of a jump cut and might be a bit jarring and you you might not realise that you need something else to cut between them. And it's it's just knowing that and being able to visualise that in your head and knowing how things cut together and how that edit is going to play out is really, really important in creating that narrative. Absolutely, mate. While we're talking about sort of recent work, why don't we talk about our Women's World Cup job that we did, mate? Sure. The award-winning award series, winning, mate. Yeah, series yeah, yeah, of yeah. social videos all about uh, the Women's World Cup last year. Yeah. Uh, which is so much fun. It was good. Um, where did we travel to? We went to Nice. We were in Barcelona. We were in... Yeah. Where else Quick we 24 hours in Barcelona, which Quick. didn't end up being 24 hours, did it? No, we got stuck. We did get stuck. <laughs> we got stuck in the airport and then the hero, Max, sorted us out with a, with a little hotel. The hotel for three hours yeah, before we got yeah, our yeah, yeah. rearranged flight back at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. That was yeah. great fun, mate. It was good, mate. Oh, that day was nice. It was cool. Like, I think... When you shoot like European stuff, it makes you realise like how close these places are. I think like you can get to Barcelona quicker than you can get to like Newcastle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it was like, cool, getting this time flight, we're going to shoot all day and then we're going to fly back. Obviously the world had other ideas for us, but in theory, <laughs> it wasn't such, it wasn't really that much of an effort. It was like, no, it wasn't crack on, get the flight over. The stadium wasn't far. Do you know what I mean? Like it was quite nice. Suddenly you're in the sun. Yeah. You pop back and you're home for bedtime on a lot of these shoots, like talent comes and they're going to try and juggle like three different shoots in that same location. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's understandable. It's just, it's a bit shit when you're the last one because it's, it's, your, oh, yeah. it's your time that they eat. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, everyone's supposed to have half an hour and they take an extra five and then you're yeah. down to 20, you're down to yeah. 15, you're down to 10 minutes. Mate, it's classic. And it is you and Andy running around the it's pitch. It's classic. Like, I'm so used skills. to, oh, standard, yeah. <laughs> I think when you've got, when you've got such little time, you just kind of have to figure out, right, what are the bare bones of what we need? Like, where where is this film going to be made and lost? Like, some of the trivial, like, bits, it's just like, yeah, just lose that. We don't need Scrap that. It. Yeah. And it's just like, just go in for the, go in for the kill with the, with mm. the energy football shots. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like, you know, working with talent is usually a similar story. Like, you're always stretched on time. You're, you're, you're usually you know, logistically, you need to be where they are. And there's um, something always kind of, there's always a bit of small print, especially with football players. Like we've shown up before and we've asked uh, a player to like, you know, just, right, just bang it in the top corner for us, mate. And then they'll handle it. We'll just, just jump in straight away. He's, he's not kicking any balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, classic. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> there's always sure. something. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I can't kick football. But um, yeah. no, that, was, that was a really good, that was a really fun job, mate. No, um, that was good. Were you pleased with the way I it was came really out? Pleased. Yeah, yeah, I think it was wicked. I think mm. it was really cool. I think it was really um sort of poignant i think like it was all very very like positive what would you say your favorite episode was of the four um the favorite of the four probably the gold diggers one yeah i think that was probably, i think it's the same for me the best one man little, I, I, little tony was a good story yeah that was Liverpool. a good story as well actually cool. no that was that was that was really really sweet mm. um but the gold diggers just there's just such a bunch of they're like, a great bunch like yeah, they're, they're, big energy oh the energy is just zero fucks they just it, mate which is we're here to play football that's all you want to do straight up yeah. which is exactly what you want like and they were just they were just up for it it mm. was great yeah What would be your advice to young people thinking about 
Well, if if you could kind of talk to yourself just coming out of mm. uni now, or even if you were thinking about before before going to I'd uni, say before, yeah. What would your advice be to like an eighteen year old Josh? They they got they they love being creative. They want to work with cameras. They're thinking about university. They don't know what the path would be to try and sort of get to the position you're personally in now. Mm. What would your advice be? It's tough because what I don't want to do is sit here and feel like I've made it because I, in my mind, I'm 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 a mile off. I, I, I no, but your your made yeah. it's different to the kind of made it where we're we're speaking about making it as a just becoming a director. Yeah. And you're making it as in being a superstar director. Superstar director. International. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess like anyone could be a director because all that really being a director is, is, well, okay, you kind of have to crew up to be a director, but do you know what I mean? Like there's nothing to stop a group of friends going out and creating something. Of course. Um, you know, and taking on those roles. Mm. Who's going to be the cameraman, DOP? Who's going who's gonna to direct? Who's going to be our sound guy? You know, if you if you've got lights, who's gonna who's gonna do that? I think my my I'll tell you what I'll I'll play it as if I'm giving advice to myself. Yeah. Um. Because as I say, I think there's so many routes. But I think personally, for me, I wouldn't bother with uni. That could be terrible advice. Don't listen to me. You you're not you're not the first person to say that on this yeah. podcast. Okay, mate, cool. So don't worry so, too much. So yeah, it worries me that I'm saying to people like, don't go to uni. Look, university as far as as far as I'm concerned is extremely relevant if you want to be a doctor. If you want to be a lawyer, yeah, these sorts of outskirty course, courses, these creative courses, like what are they really teaching you that the real world can't teach you? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like what am I, I think one thing I would have been interested in more is like film school as opposed to like uni. Um, because I think film school very much hones in on film production. Mm-hmm. Whereas the course I did wasn't right. I think there was probably another course that was like, I think there was another one called like cinema, cinematography and something like that might have been better but I think I still think like the university like module for what I want to do personally maybe wasn't right so I would say to myself it's like and what I could even still do with to this day is just experience on other people's sets like try and try and even if coming in as a runner just try and go in and understand that process. Spend some time in the environment. Spend some time in the environment. L- be vigilant. Like, under- try and be, you know, I know as a runner, usually you're, you're off running to the shop grabbing, you know, like <laughs> yeah, cups yeah. of coffee and whatever. But try and be around it. But be in and ask questions. Mate, you're not, no one's going to not like you for asking questions. Of course. I love people that ask me questions. If there's a runner and they're really likable in their character and they're super helpful... And they're asking questions. Hundred percent. I've got all 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 time of day for them. Like uh, it was some, it's something that feels maybe like a bit scary to like you know be asking questions to the sort of like head mm. of departments and things. But ask questions. Hundred percent. Like hundred percent. Ask questions. I I even still to this day like ask questions to my DP about the camera and shit. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, what does that actually you know what does that actually do? Like what 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 camera yeah, is people that? People love talking about whatever they're, yeah, they're at I, it like yeah. yeah. And there's no there's no there's no shame in not knowing stuff. No shame whatsoever. Like it would be more shameful to not know stuff, want to know stuff, and not find out about it. Yeah. You know. Go, I, yeah. For me, it's like onset experience. I think would be a great start, and just just in understanding the environment, understanding the process. You know, really. If you want to be a director, just looking at what the director does, you know, it, I think that would be for me would have been really helpful. Um, but for me, I've sort of had to pave my own way, do things how I see them, which each director does do. But I think having that onset experience might have just been like a head start 
in production that mm. I didn't necessarily have. Um, the other thing I think, again, this 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 is advice to my younger self, is just to crack on with do, making your own stuff. Yeah, like keep doing what you're doing. I think that was right. I think that was that was something that I did well. Make stuff. If you want to be a director, you've got to make stuff. You can't just suddenly go, all oh, right, well, today's uh, Monday, so I'm going to start being a director now. Do you know what I mean? You've, <laughs> yeah, you, sure. you, there's no one's going to help you do that. Mm. You can't rock up to, um, you know, a production company and go, you right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a director now. Do you want to sign me up? I'm, you know, I'm still not signed by a production company. But it's just like, you need to make stuff. Start small. It's like a snowball. It's a snowball effect. You've got to just start, make stuff, pick up a camera if it, if it is. Or even better still, find someone who wants to be a DOP and find someone who wants to be a gaffer. Mm. Yeah, and find someone who wants yeah. to be a sound man. Now you've got a little crew. Now you're all kind of learning young together, kids, you learn together, together, you yeah. understand a process together. Like I had to pick up my own camera, but it would have been even better if I could have worked with someone who was trying to be a DOP mm. who knows more about lighting than I do. You know, like that would be my advice. Crack on, find the right people, like and make things, make things. And you'll make one thing and someone will be like, oh, that was quite cool. Can you come and make something for, for me or my little thing? And then mm -hmm. you make something else and it's like, all right, cool. Now you're, you're up in the levels. It's just, I think it's that snowball, that snowball effect. Or, or write something, up. you know, write a script. Yeah. If you want to do narrative, write a script. If you want to do commercial, write some, you know, make something that feels like it could be a commercial. Just nurture your creative output effectively. Yeah, yeah. And always keep tabs yeah. on that. Yeah, it's tough, man. I, f I feel like that was kind of shit advice. I don't really know. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to pin down what the advice <laughs> is. I guess I can only talk from my own experience. Um, but, that's why you're here, though, mate. Yeah, but I think you know, just definitely be a doer, be proactive. Yeah. That's that's definitely you can't you can't sit around and, and you can't fake that either. Nah, like you're saying about runners and stuff, you can always kind of tell the people who actually are taking it seriously because they will be the ones asking questions. They Absolutely. will be the ones standing right next to you. Exactly. It's the ones that are kind of standing off over there, chatting to their mate, yeah. sitting on their phone, yeah. not really talking to anyone. Yeah. They're the ones who are kind of just, they're probably there because like, I don't know, they've got some relatives or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're just trying to kill some time. I, th I think if you're passionate yeah. Yeah, and you're proactive and you're driven mm -hmm. by, by your career, then you... It's kind of like you can do no wrong. I think like if you have those three things, three things, then naturally, mm -hmm. I think you're bound to fall into into place in terms of a, of, of really a path. improves your chances. Yeah, I yeah. think if you're not proactive, you want to do it, but you're not like that into. Well, I think absolutely you have to be yeah. driven, set mm -hmm. on it, like, and really just push every, mm -hmm. just push everything as far as you can. If you've got a hundred pound, squeeze every last penny out of it and make you know. I'm not saying I'm on screen. Yeah, I mean, that, that's we've always had that in common, I think, Josh, because every job I've done with you, it's always been a case of let's make this as fucking good as it possibly yeah, can. Yeah. I'll give you some extra budget out of my pocket. Like you, yeah, you've yeah. literally said that to us before yeah. to, to get some better equipment because yeah. you want it, you want it to look the best it 100%. can. 100%. And I'm not, yeah, I don't want to tell anyone like take cuts of your fees. No. It's something I've done because I've I've been you so got, helpless. You've got in, faith in the concept. Of, yeah, well. it's like, I don't, yeah, it's like, I, I'm, 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 no one else is giving me that chance, yeah? So if it, if it comes down to it, I need to create my own chances. I need to create my own success. I need to create my own journey. Like, as you say, it's like, this could be amazing, but it would be better with da-da-da or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, go on, just knock someone off my feet off. Let's just get there. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I'm just, I want it to be as best as it can possibly be. 
um, which you know when we work together is always the case like yeah, whatever yeah. it is it's like let's fucking smash this mate yeah. let's make a fucking movie um, <laughs> yeah but that's a good goal to have I'd say like whenever you're trying to sort of you know produce something really really strong if it looks more expensive than it was it means you've done well exactly I'd say exactly exactly yeah. that's exactly right and that is the case without blowing my own trumpet but I think that is the case with the majority of my work mm-hmm. Um, you know early doors it was very much videography budgets creating commercial content like yeah. good correct, like commercial content now it's kind of commercial hashtag content budgets <laughs> and I'm making ads like you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's, it's, it's trying to just but I think it's the and I don't think that will ever end and the goalposts you constantly move <laughs> but I think even if I had a million pound I'd be trying to make something that looked 10 million you know <laughs> yeah, it's sure. like it's 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 very much I think that that's always the case and I'm sure that every director shares that exact same that exact same feeling. Lovely man. Um finally, where are we gonna be seeing some of these TVCs that you've been making recently? So I think well, I'm not sure what I can say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what I can say. I'm I'm like sort of NDA'd up and I never know like where the where the line is. Actually, do you know what? I, there was a there was a moment in time where I stopped posting things because I was like, shit. I was like, it's not as good as what this other thing I've done, so I'm not going to post it. That was a bad attitude to have. No, you can't. No, you can't do that because I think suddenly it feels like you're inactive and you're not doing anything. And I think that people need to know that you are. I I quite like to... I was, thinking, I was looking at my Instagram the other day and you scroll back like three, four, five years and you're like, oh, some of this looks a bit shit. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to delete it because no. I, I used to be a bit shit. Yeah. Right? And it's nice to see someone improving. And now like, I quite like all my oh, photos mate, now. Like. I'm, I'm obsessed with going on like directors' reels that I like, directors I idolise yeah. and going through their archives. The old stuff. Mate, I love it. Because it like, makes you feel better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because their stuff's this... always amazing though. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. But you do say it's like, all right, you go on their reel and you go 10 years down. And it's like, oh, they were making that 10 years ago. How old were they then? They were about my age. So I could still be that person. In 10 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I always do that. And so, yeah, I think that definitely it's not about, it's not about deleting the old stuff because that's where you've come from and, and there's nothing mm. wrong with that. I think for me, it's more like if I've made something currently and it doesn't feel up to up to where I feel I'm capable of, that's when then I'm then yeah. I'm worried about posting it. Yeah, um, if it, that's kind of step backwards. It yes, kind of feels it's, like, exactly. It yeah. feels like a step backwards, and that's that's not. It's not good. It's not well. It's not not good. But mm. there's two things. One, I want to be this you know incredible director, and everything I do, I want to push forward, push forward, push forward. The other thing is financially I need to make money. Sure. So if I stop posting things, then those opportunities are going to dry up. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I think the way that I look at it now is even if something's not that good or I don't deem it to be that good or it's not as good as it maybe could have been, I don't think it's ever gonna, not going to be good as it could have been, but maybe it's not as good as something else I've done. Mm-hmm. Don't not post it because by posting it, what you're doing is potentially creating another opportunity to go out and smash something better than you've done. Because that'll before. relate to another thing that people yeah, exactly. are kind of considering like, oh, you for. Yeah, it's like, oh, you've done that. So maybe you could do this and then I'll go that project and then I'll smash that project, yeah. you know? So it's like by not posting things, you're just falling into the abyss but I think keep active, keep posting. Look don't, busy. Look, keep yeah, busy. it is a case of sort of like look busy. But I think if you are busy then and you're not making things that you necessarily want to make, it's not a problem because I'm not quite there yet. But sure. by posting that thing, it's a, it's a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a sideways stepping stone, yeah. you still take it and then maybe something you do off the back of that is going to be cool. your best thing. One thing I did want to ask you, you've worked with quite a lot of celebs. Mm. 
Um, talk to us about some of the guys you've met. Is there anyone you've really loved? Is there anyone like you weren't so keen on or were kind of tricky or how's, uh, it, how's it been? It's mostly the, the, like the, sports Yeah, the, tr- the trickiness is usually that they, well, two things. Sports people aren't actors, um, but they, they, they're generally up for it. Yeah. And they will give that, you know, I think if you have the right attitude, you can get out of them what you, what you need ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not actors and that's not their job. You know, with footballers, they're, they're, their job is to be a footballer. Of course. It's not to come and do my advert. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so sure. you need to kind of know that and have that mindset. You can't expect them to rock up and nail exactly what you need to without really... A lot of the time, I think you need to put quite a lot of energy into to, to getting that performance. Has there, out any, of them. has there been one person that has been particularly challenging for you in the past? No, I wouldn't say particularly challenging. There's pe- there's been people that are particularly fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, well, like David Beckham, for example. Really? Oh, mate, unbelievable. He's, he always plays like the, the very like sort of composed. Oh, dude, very, like, he was so good, simmering, so good. Really? Ah, oh. what did you get him doing? Well. I was I was doing this thing for um, his uh, he has this like hair product stuff um, and it was it was for that and I needed to get I just basically told him I was like this is what this is what we're doing today this is, it was he was so pleasant mm-hmm. and like mate he nailed it really? nailed it like first I couldn't, time I was like woo but he's so experienced though, oh of course mate yeah, yeah he's that, been doing and, endorsement things for yeah that. exactly exactly but it, but it felt it felt to me. To the point where he was so good, I felt like he'd prepared. Really? Like, genuinely. <laughs> I was like, I swear. I was so, like, because I'm used to, like, sh- shooting with other, like, footballers who are still, like, current footballers course, and maybe yeah, haven't yeah, done yeah. as much media. I don't know. I don't know whether he's just naturally, met, like, really good at it or or if he actually had done some preparation. Did, I don't what know. What did he have to do? Well, it was just, like, it was, like, more, like, doc style and it was, like, talking with other people and it, oh, was, okay, it nice. was bringing up certain moments and points that I wanted him to bring up. But he just bang, 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 like brought them all up. Like I was like, Smash wow, park, yeah. I was ticking boxes, mate. I was like, ding, ding, ding. You know, sometimes you have to go in and you just, but mate, no, it was amazing. But then generally, I think like the other thing usually that we kind of touched on before was time. Mm. You don't have long with these players. No. You know, it's like some, usually you work with an actor, you're working with them for the day or whatever, you know, you're, 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 that's their job. So you're going to get it right because you're both there to get it right. Whereas with... With them, it's like you've got them for an hour or you've got them for 10 minutes or you've got them for one second or whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? So you have to kind of, you have to kind of take what you can get a bit. Um, you need to go to the situation, see how much time you've got, see what they're like. Yeah, uh, yeah. See what yeah, kind of, because yeah. some guys, if you go in and try and be their mate, they're just a bit like, you're, you're the fourth person today who's yeah, running up to me. It's always a tricky one, but then you do want to come in with positive energy. Of course, so of course. Like, no, you have to, like, you have to. But yeah. if it's not immediately kind of bounced back, and they just want to get on with it. You yeah. just kind of crack like, cool, on. Let's do this. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I often sometimes lead with like, hopefully this shouldn't take long. Because <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, But then I'm always like, I'm always like, can we do one more take? Yeah, let's but... just do one. I'm sure this is going to be the last one. You gotta get, and then yeah. I'm like, yes, one more. <laughs> so you, you do get to a point and I think you kind of get something in the can and then you kind of just squeeze as much as you can. As much as, yeah, get um, the essentials in, as you yeah. said earlier. Like what is yeah. going to make or break What's it? What's the bare minimum you What's need minimum to make this need? film work? And, and then, now how can we pretty exactly, it up a bit? Exactly. Awesome. All right, well, mate, finally, do you want to uh, quickly let people know what your social handles are? Where can they see your work? All this kind of stuff. Social handle. Uh, yeah, so I guess there's, well, only really Instagram for uh-huh. me, which is Josh underscore Cohen. And then, uh, yeah, Josh Cohen, D-I-R, D-I-R mm-hmm. dot com. 
Is it's that my, that's your website? My website, yeah, joshcohendir.com. Amazing. Mate, thank you so much for coming in. Mate, and, uh, it's been enjoyable. Well, hopefully we get to work together again soon. Mate, let's I've get it. You. Let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Big nice up, man. One, man. Thanks a lot. Big up. That's all for this episode, but please make sure to check out our other episodes and subscribe to the podcast to ensure that all future episodes are on your radar. In the meantime, you can find our main website, family-creative.co.uk and on Instagram at Family Creative. We'll catch you next time.